Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Warning signs. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about warning signs, those clues that something isn't quite right in your marriage. You know, and it's one of those things that um, can take a lot of different shapes and forms. And I just want to start off with this quote uh, from Cassandra Clare, and it says, lies and secrets they are like a cancer in the soul. They eat away what is good and leave only destruction behind. And a lot of these warning signs, these are, these are those little lies and secrets. And we're really going to dig into this today um, in the 30 minutes or so that we've got together because there are times when you know in your marriage and your relationships that something is not quite right. You can't necessarily put your finger on it, but you just really get that sense that something's off. Yeah, and you may have had this happen in your own marriage. And if you have, and we missed something in here, we'd love for you to come back, leave a comment under the warning signs show, or you can call in 858-876-5663, as well as emailing us directly at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com because we have a list, but it may not be exhaustive. You know, we're not going to get every single little thing, but there may be something that has happened in your marriage, a previous marriage, maybe that you want others to know. And, and that's part of what the one community is about. It's about sharing from our experiences so that we can make our marriages stronger. Mm-hmm. It's what you all do very well. You know, whether something gets posted up on Facebook and you're chiming in that, you know, this is something your husband does for you, or you've had this experience with an argument in the past. The one community, especially on Facebook, is a a huge support system, Mm -hmm. an international support system, if you will, supporting marriages. And, you know, this is a topic that really came about because of a number of conversations that I've had with people out and about and uh, people that have taken advantage of the free coaching call, uh, that initial coaching call that we offer on the website. And I'm starting to hear this come out again and again. And I know that if I'm hearing it from people in the few conversations that I have, that a lot of you are really dealing with this. Um, It always seems like the conversations kind of come to a hilt when we need to talk about a topic. And that's exactly what's happened with warning signs. And so we're going to jump right into this because some of these, some of these are happening right now in your marriage and you need to be aware of it. You know, they're not all indicative of a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, individually, it could just be a blip on the radar screen. Collectively, or if you're starting to see patterns, it's time to have a serious conversation. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm hearing from a lot of folks in the conversations that I'm having with them is that they've seen the warning signs. It's human nature to live in denial. It's a really comfortable place. But the reality is, is that if you're going to be fighting for your marriage, if you're going to be trying to save your marriage, you can't be in denial about the warning signs, folks. Right. You can't. I mean, it starts with things like 
and you've heard us talk about these cell phones, these smartphones that are, you know, they're a distraction on date nights. They, you know, they're a distraction in the bedroom. They're a distraction in the bedroom. We were looking at some pictures for another project we're working on. And, you know, there's this great picture. I can't remember if it was on iStock photo or dreams time, but you know, a couple in bed and they each have their cell phone in their hands. Right. Yeah. Two iPods sitting there, you know, they can be doing so much, but it's two iPhones sitting in bed with, you know, their humans attached. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but people start to get secretive about their phones, about, you know, making sure there's a really secure password on there. You get those funny ones that, you know, like you have to do your finger in like four different directions around the dots to unlock the phone. You don't give your spouse access to your phone. Like my phone, actually, you know, I'm looking around our kitchen right now because you guys know we record in our kitchen. There are two cell phones sitting in here on the counters and either one of us could walk out like every once in a while, you know, like uh, by, during the day, if I've got my phone on and it, you know, gives an alert, Tony will go over and see what it is. Right. I, I don't think anything of it. Same thing with his phone. You know, if he's in the bedroom getting dressed for work and I hear his phone go off and I look and I'm like, oh, that must be a client. I walk the phone to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got full access to all the information on my phone. Many of you have had that in your relationship, but then it starts to change. Maybe the cell phone isn't left around. Or if it is, it's now password protected. Just, just a little different. Right. It's, it's out of the norm. And again, like Lisa said at the beginning, it may be just a little thing. You know, something may be going on. But what we want you to realize through this show is look for those warning signs. Mm-hmm. Look for those things that may be coming up. And the big thing is, is being able to talk clearly with your spouse about what's happening. So more things don't continue down the road. So let's get into some more of these, Mm -hmm. to more of these warning signs. And I will say personally, these have happened to us in our marriage over the years. So you can overcome these secrets. You can overcome breaking these habits and learning more about each other and growing closer together. And these warning signs, these warning signs can be warning signs of an emotional affair, an affair that's escalated into actually being a physical affair. They can be warning signs of addiction, mm-hmm. whether it be pornography, drugs, alcohol, um, excessive spend, or shopping. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these are warning signs that there is a problem. They're not warning signs of anything specific. Right. You know, another one is when you get secretive about your Facebook, your email, your Twitter accounts, Tony and I have full access to each other's accounts. Again, I mean, you know, we got, we can like keep track of so many passwords in our head. So there are times I even call them up. I'm like, Hey, what's the password to my account? You know, and we're friends with each other on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there is an accountability there. You know, you start getting or finding out that there might be secret email accounts you know, texting that's going on that's secretive. You know, who are you texting? Oh, no one. Mm-hmm. Just looking up something on my phone. Other Facebook accounts, mm-hmm. you know, instead of your full name, it's now it's, you know, for myself, it would be Tony Mark DiLorenzo. I, you know, I throw in my... Or maybe even just Tony Mark. Or Tony Mark, or maybe I go with my actual given name, which was and is Antonio, you know, so it's Antonio Mark. So... Those are things that can happen. And, you know, just a funny side note on that is that 
when I first got on Facebook, I was actually friended by an Antonio DiLorenzo. And, and I remember looking at this, I'm like, since, and I even asked him, I'm like, since when did you start using your full name? Well, it wasn't him. It was some guy from Italy, but that's the kind of stuff that, you know, people, when they're starting to live these secret lives, will get very creative about this kind of stuff. You're also going to see potentially a change in spending habits hmm. where, you know, maybe you're noticing if you're the one that, you know, kind of watches the accounts that there are larger trips to the grocery store. There are additional cash withdrawals. And we know one man in particular where when his wife's affair started, the grocery bills went up and he couldn't figure out, I mean, he had growing children, couldn't figure out why all of a sudden they were eating that much more. But what she was doing is she was taking out an extra 20, 40, $80 every time she went to the grocery store to be able to have this secret life Mm -hmm. because the grocery store doesn't look like anything more than just, you know, food for the family. Right. Yeah, uh, the debit card spending, um, the what? What do they call those? Cash backs. Cash back. Mm-hmm. The, the debit card cash back starts increasing upward, and after a friend of ours mentioned this to us that this was a, this happened in his marriage, Elisa and I did a search on this, and no kidding, this is a huge, huge warning sign that there is possibly some form of an emotional, physical affair going on or addiction because or it addiction. also funds addiction yeah because it also will fund you know alcohol or drugs as well so this is going on in your marriage warning bells are going off mm-hmm. you know you, you need to find out what's happening and as a side note to this you should both have access to the financial information regarding your accounts there should not be one spouse that is singularly responsible or has singular knowledge of what's going on with all your finances. Right. And Elise and I did a show sometime back, you know, talking about checking accounts joint or separate. Our our take is you, you have joint accounts. You may not like that. You may not dig it. That's your opinion. We believe that if you're all in, in your marriage, you're going to have joint accounts and you're going to have access. Both of you will have access to those accounts. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, you're going to start seeing change in habits and relating to their phone usage, their texting, their computer usage. They may get really secretive. Like you walk into a room where they're on a computer and this is especially true um, in terms of pornography. There's a very sudden like, you know, clicking away or you sense their anxiety. Mm-hmm. when you're in the room. I mean, it reminds me of um, this past year, March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament. And there, they had a little button on the computer screen because you could watch it online. And they had a little button, I think they called it like boss button yeah. or something like that, that you could click and it would instantly go to like an email screen or something. Email or it was like... <laughs> some kind I of forget. search. But it was basically, yeah. I'm not watching March Madness. I'm, you know, I clicked my boss button. I'm doing work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get that same kind of like, oh, somebody just walked in the room. I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar. You, you start to see those types of anxious moments mm-hmm. or, you know, the, the more secretive, you know, I remember talking to a woman um, after her husband had had an affair. This was a couple of years ago, but she would be sitting on the couch with their children. They had the way their living room, it was kind of split. The dining room was like a couple steps up and he'd be sitting there on the computer 
not wanting to join the family because he was, you know, chatting online with his girlfriend while his wife and his daughters sat, you know, 10, 15 feet away, but she could never get him to engage with them when they were sitting 10 feet away, you know, and you start to see that distance, that, that, um, disengagement Hmm. because they're so into their electronic devices because that's the connection to the online gaming, the pornography, the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I can totally relate to this one. This, this brings back memories for me of my pornography addiction. And now I've been pornography free for eight years. So, um, I just praise God for that. But I still remember those moments in time and, and I can go as far back. This, this is how etched this is into my memory. I can go as far back as year four of our marriage. Elise and I were living in Costa Mesa and it was after I came back from the Pacific Crest Trail um, it was that it was a one bedroom apartment we had. The computer was in the living room, and I can remember Elisa would be working all day long. I had not at that point in time had found a job. I had a lot of free time, and I would just hold myself up in that living room. And lo and behold, I mean, I'd go do other stuff during the day, but I would lose track of time, and I'd be in this little dark cave, and I can remember a number of times when all of a sudden I'd hear the key hitting the door lock and oh my gosh, the sweat would just pour down. I'm trying to get out of everything that was open at the time. And I know for a fact, Elisa would walk in and look at me like something's fishy here. Something's up because I would just be sitting in this one bedroom apartment that we had. It was a great apartment. Actually we had an awesome sliding glass um, door that overlooked the pool and it would just be holed up. It'd just be dark in there. And that right there is a key warning sign. Mm -hmm. That is the something's going on. And in that moment, I know you're going, well, what do I say? What do I do? Because if you go right after it quickly, either your husband or your wife, they're going to get on the defensive. Oh, sure. They're going to they get just it. got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Exactly. You think about if you have kids, think about what happens when all of a sudden you catch your kids doing something, right? I didn't do it. Uh, not me. I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, they're going to deny everything. They're going to deny, 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 deny. And so it is in those moments that you really got to go, okay what's happening and you may not bring it up right there at that moment but you need to do some 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 soul searching yourself at that moment and just take a step back and go what's going on think about maybe are there patterns that are starting to show up and if so then it is time to sit down and have one of those state of our marriage conversations Mm -hmm. and that is again you're going to give fair warning to your spouse you're going to give fair warning. I notice that there are some things that are happening that just seem out of out of place than what we've had in the past. We really need to sit down and talk. And if you want to learn more about the state of our marriage conversation, you can pick up our he zigs, she zags, get your communication on the same path. 
That's a two-hour audio program that's going to help you walk through a lot of the communication. And you can pick it up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash he zigs, she zags. You know, it's part of what happens leading up to these behaviors starting to take place is that there's been a breakdown in communication. There's been distance that's been allowed into the relationship for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you start to see the warning signs. There are symptoms. There are symptoms of a bigger problem. You know, another symptom that you're going to see is a change in their sexual appetite. Yeah. And it's either going to be heightened, you know, where it's like they can't get enough or it's going to completely go the other way where they're, they're just seemingly uninterested. And it, you know, it really just depends on your spouse. There's no rhyme or reason to why that happens. You may start being awakened in the middle of the night by somebody that wants to have sex. You know, we hear this in a lot of cases where pornography is an issue in the marriage mm-hmm. and, you know, it suddenly becomes, well, you know, and I, I am going to use the husband as the one looking at pornography because we often hear from the wives. A husband, you know, comes into bed and all of a sudden, you know, three o'clock in the morning, he just wants to purely have sex. There's no emotional involvement in this. It is just a release for him. And, you know, I get these emails from women that are like, it's just so weird. It's like all of a sudden there's nothing there. It's just like he wants me to just be a warm body. Well, yes, because the addiction is starting to take over Uh and there isn't that emotional involvement with you, you know? And so this, these are those symptoms or, you know, if somebody is having an affair, sometimes their interest in their spouse diminishes because they're being satisfied by this other person. You know, and so you start to see things change. Now, change in sexual appetite can also have medical causes. Right. And so this is one that you want to investigate on, definitely investigate on all levels because there could be a physical cause to what's going on in your marriage. But it is definitely one of those things when there's a change in, I mean, we even know it ourselves. Like if I go into, you know, a period where, you guys know that I'm the low desire spouse, but if it gets really low, then we start looking at, okay, what else is going on here? Are you stressed? Or am I not eating well? Am I not exercising? Because those things will also change my sex drive personally. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need to, you need to look at that. You need to look at how they're spending their time. You know, are they suddenly spending a lot of time away from home or are they noncommittal about where they've been? You know, all of a sudden you're being accused of, you know, checking up on them and controlling them because you're like, well, you said you were going to be home at six and it's 930. Where have you been for the last three and a half hours? You know, and you'll get answers like, well, I was out with friends or I had to stay late or, you know, just very abrupt, nonspecific answers. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you treading on my space? You know, I'm a grown person. I don't need you to check in on me. Well, when they start spending large chunks of time unaccounted for, that's an indication that they're spending it with someone else, whether online or in person. You know, in most marriages, it's not that I'm trying to control Tony when I say, hey, when are you coming home? For example, Tony goes out on these bike rides on the weekend. And I always ask, what time do you think you're coming home? Not because I'm sitting there with the clock going, it's 10 o'clock. He told me he was going to be home at 930. Where is he? 
for me, it's the, you're on two wheels that are probably three quarters of an inch thick out with all of these thousand pound automobile, multi thousand pound automobiles. He could honestly get injured, you know? And so if I just have a time frame, it's not controlling in the sense of, I want to know where he is every second of the day. It's, I want to make sure that if you go outside of my comfort window, that I'm calling you on your cell phone to make sure that, you know, you don't need me to come pick you up somewhere or if you've gotten a flat or whatever happened. Here, here's another example too. Elisa does a lot of networking at night. Mm. She, she's part of a number of um, groups here in town. One of them being, it's called Wink, Women Incorporated. Fantastic organization. And, but they meet it in the evenings. And meetings typically go, what, from 6 to 8.30? Yeah, give or take. Okay. So 6 to 8.30. Now, typically, if it finishes about 8.30... I know she's going to sit and chat with the gals maybe for a little bit afterwards. One of them's closer to home, so it takes about 15 minutes. The other one's about a half an hour. So I can expect her usually between, you know, 9 and 9.30 is a typical time frame for her to be coming home from one of those events. If in the future it begins to extend out where now she's coming home at 10 o'clock, then it's 10.30. It's 11 o'clock. That is a warning sign to me to go, hey, Elise, what's going on? Because the meeting starts at 6. It's over at 8, 8.30. Um, you're now getting home at 11. And you're not being able to account for who you're with or why you're out that late. Or you're not calling me, giving me some indication that, hey, the gals and I are going to hang out, what have you. Mm-hmm. Now, that happens every once in a while. Like, hey, we're going to just hang out. I'm with the gals. We're going we're gonna to just chat a little longer. That's fine. If it happens every week, then my warning signs start picking up because I know these gals and they're probably wanting to get home to their families as well. So is that a smoke screen to use, you know, the gals to be meeting up with somebody else possibly. That's an example. Not happening. I don't foresee it to happen, but it's an example that you can possibly use in your own life. Well, it's, it's like our kids asked us the other day. We were talking about relationships and divorce and um, one of them asked me like, if you and daddy ever got divorced, would you still have one extraordinary marriage? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I kind of laughed at, you That's know, good. Their, a great question. their thinking. I said, no, it probably wouldn't be one extraordinary marriage, but I don't foresee us doing those actions that would lead to divorce. Right. So, you know, all that being said, you've heard us share that we have had some of these behaviors in our past and they have been indicative of problems. Right. You know, when the pornography addiction was rampant and I didn't know it at the time, But, you know, Tony shared with you how these things were taking over, how he couldn't account for, you know, I'm like, what'd you do today? Uh, Nothing. You were home for eight hours. You you sat in the dark for eight hours? I mean, come on, dude. You know, and so Tony mentioned one of the first things that you need to do is have a state of our marriage conversation when you start to get the sense. And don't be afraid to go with your gut instinct. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes our brain tries to rationalize what our gut knows is true. We try to rationalize that away. 
we get become very, you know, oh, well, let me analyze this. And it couldn't possibly be that. But our gut keeps telling us mm, something's wrong here. Go with that gut feeling. Yeah. That whether you, you know, believe in Jiminy Cricket, your little conscience there, or, you know, the Holy Spirit, however you want to view that. I tend to view that as the Holy Spirit prompting me to know that there is a situation. Go with that. Start with a state of our marriage conversation. You know, setting a time, setting, you know, two to three days out. So I just want to talk about what's going on in our relationship. You know, that way you both come to the table and you start that conversation. Voice your concerns. Mm -hmm. Give them an opportunity to explain themselves. You know, you may not like the answer you get. They may or may not choose to be truthful with you. That's, you know, unfortunately, when we start to create distance, truth is one of the first things that suffer. Mm-hmm. unfortunately. And then, you know, if you're not getting the resolution that you want, you need to think about working with a coach, going to a trusted advisor, seeking help. But I want to caution you here. This is not going to your friends that are going to bash your spouse. This is not going to people who don't have a vested interest in promoting marriage. Right. You, you need to be very cautious about those that you bring into your inner circle when you are struggling with issues in your marriage. Because your girlfriend that just got divorced three months ago, when you tell her you're having problems with your husband, is probably going to be much more pro-divorce because of what she's just been through. Mm-hmm. So think about the people that you bring into your circle when you do this. But you need to surround yourself with people that can give you specific activities to bring into your marriage, to work on rebuilding the communication, to work on rebuilding the trust, to work on, you know, declaring what you two are doing in your marriage. Right. You know, because it's not enough to, it's not enough to sit back and wait. If you're sensing these feelings, if you're sensing that these warning signs really are warning signs in your marriage, then you need to stop sitting around. You need to actively re-engage in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And you need to do everything in your power to reconnect with your spouse. Right. And I'm going to flip this around too a little bit right now. If you're that person who is stealing away, looking at pornography, chatting with other women via text or men via text or having an emotional affair, I want you to pick up this book and it's called The Bondage Breaker. And I'm going to have a link to it in the show notes, but you need to pick up this book because this book is going to help you overcome those negative thoughts that you're having about yourself, about your spouse, about your situation. Those irrational feelings that are, you feel like you're spiraling out of control and the habitual sins that you may be facing in your life. Because see, you're part of that problem. Okay, you're part of the problem and you have a spouse who is sitting there and is fighting for your marriage, but you got to get up off your butt and realize that you're part of the problem. And I believe that this book can help you overcome this. It's an amazing book. I talked about it before a good buddy of mine read the first 26 pages, had a massive pornography addiction. He and I have talked, we've had similar walks in life, 26 pages in, he realized it was done. 
what Christ did on the cross for him meant, I mean, he was in tears. Put the book down and it was done. So you got to realize you're part of that problem. So if you're listening to this and you're going, that's me, then it's time to take accountability mm-hmm. for your actions. It really is. And you may be scared to go to your wife or your husband and tell them what's going on. I get it. But you're going to have to stand up. Just like I had to stand up to Elisa many years ago when I had to tell her about those incidences where I was picking up women at the bars. When I was watching pornography. When I was doing stuff that was detrimental to myself and to my marriage and impacted her. Because you never know. You know, you know, we get so wrapped up in our own narrow little world that you, those of you that are struggling with these issues, you've lost sight of the bigger picture. Yeah. So it's time for the two of you to get back on the same page, to start getting the help that you need to rebuild your marriage because it's not too late. It's not too late. You know, I work with couples and I work with individuals through the coaching program to help them re refine each other, rediscover each other. You know, it took you time to get here. There's no microwave solution, but you can find your way back to each other, but it takes starting today. Mm-hmm. It takes drawing that line in the sand to say, you know what? We're going to, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to make this happen. And right before we sign off, I do want to um, just share a hug that we got from you. This was up on iTunes. Uh, title of the review was called Refreshing. And uh, the writer just says, a great podcast that has an honest discussion about marriage and intimacy. Thanks, guys. Keep it up. That's what our promise is to you to have an honest discussion about marriage and intimacy and to talk about the things that are tough to talk about because we don't want you to have the problems go on and on and on. We want to bring them to light and help you address them. Yep. So if you want to set up a 30 minute consultation call with Elisa, go on over to one extraordinary marriage.com slash coaching and you can fill out your name, your information. You'll get an email, fill out the questionnaire, set up a time with her and, um, you can get loads of information, um, revealed and, and talked about during that session. It's a quick 30 minutes, but, uh, there's much, much goodness that can come out of that. We want to hear from you guys. So call us 858-876-5663. And we'd love to hear your input on this. What are some warning signs that you've noticed in the past in your own marriage? And with that, we want to say we love you guys and we want you to have a fantastic week.